I'm very opinionated, right? And um, I'm also, you can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't treat me any kind of way. You know, you, I'm coming in and I'm, I'm commanding a certain amount of respect. You, if, you, if you're not giving me that, we're going to have a problem. Like, I, I'm not really afraid of this, this industry because I'm black. I'm from the hood. I can always go back. Like, I'll always make money. I'll always get money. I'll always be successful. And if I have to get into a situation where I have to rework who I am and what I'm doing, then I'm not afraid of that, right? So I'm not to go toe-to-toe with a publicist or AJ or a manager because I don't feel like I need you because you didn't, you've never done on me anyway. I'm self-made. You know what I mean? Like, I built my career. I didn't go the conventional routes that everybody go and, you know, this person, you owe this person a favor. I owe nobody in this industry. And so I'm like, I'll walk away from all that because I'm just, I'm a natural born hustler. Like. Hey, what's up, Hunger family? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hunger Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black-ass queer perspective. I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole, aka Life Coach Eric. You can find this amazing podcast on your favorite social media and podcast platform by searching at HungerPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Be sure to tap the bio link to access past episodes, the Hungapod merch store, and to check out Hungapod recommendations. I have some links down there with some interesting resources like figuring out your life path number and where you can get tested for HIV in Philly and prep resources. If you have anything you feel is community board worthy, feel free to email the link and other information to hungapod at gmail.com. I want to keep the intro to this week's episode short because I had a really dope conversation with John from the John Effect podcast. And we talked about everything, everything reality TV. We talked about Jason Dallas, Queens of R&B, SWV Escape and Queens Court. And then we get into some other Twitter trending topics from this past week. Like we heard Law, Luxury at Luxury Law announcing he's retiring from the fashion game. And also I get John's feedback and perspective on all the social media drama that's going on around some of the creator, podcast, comedians, artists that are just trash talking and being homophobic or transphobic. Thank you, John, for dialing in. I hope y'all enjoy this episode. What up, what up, what up, Hunger family? Please, I would like everyone to... Look, I, w- I want to say stand up, but y'all probably listening. You don't need to stand up. We're not at a show, but I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have John back here, the host of the John Effect podcast. What's up, John? What's going on, Eric? How are you? I'm good. I'm really... I'm, I'm happy to be talking to you again, right? Because we've... I've been on your show. Yes. Twice. I've been on twice. I've been on twice and had a good time. Thank you. Know you. I really enjoyed you on the show. Like you brought a your take 
on my vision, you really like blew it out of the water. You, I got a lot of feedback from people saying they really enjoyed your episode. <laughs> well, you know how to host a show. You, you've been in the game for a minute now. You've been podcasting. Um, you, to me, you got legendary status in the game. You're too kind. Like, seriously. And so, you know, this was like a few weeks ago. I don't know what we were talking about, Kiki, and about on Twitter. She was like, bitch, when am I going to be on the show? Like, like, what is this? What are, what are we doing? I'm like. Yes, because I listened. So I listened to the show, like, uh, at the end when you are saying these things, I'm like, uh, yeah, I would like to be on the show. Like, what's up? <laughs> Which, and, and you know what? That's something that I said I wanted to do more of. Um, and, you know, I look at creators like yourself, and I admire just how much you collaborate and network in the community. I mean, you do a lot, John. I try. I try. And my only thing that I'm super firm on is it has to make sense. It has to be authentic. I think, and I, I'm going to I'm gonna call myself out, and I'll, I'll call myself to the carpet. In the infancy of all of this for me, I didn't, there was no rule. Like listening to a podcast and doing a podcast are two different things. And it really was, how do you get traction? How do you get new ears? So there was a time, a very short time, where I was doing a lot of collaborations, uh, a lot of guest spots on other shows, you know, to try to get other people to, you know, get their buying and it just some of them worked and proved to be long-standing collaborations and then some just it wasn't the right fit mm. and yeah. i just adopted the whole thing as and i'm going to collaborate it has to make sense it's not oh just because you have a show i'm gonna do your show or just because i have a show i won't have you on my show like it it needs to be organic like and as someone that, as an avid listener, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm always in producer mode when I'm listening. I'm like, this <laughs> guest is not the right, is is not, it's like you jumped on the show just to talk and you're talking at us. You're not talking to the host. And that always has me scrunch my face up every time. Mm -hmm. I hear that too often. I'm just like, ah, so yeah. I refuse to be that person and I've stuck with that. I want to say mm -hmm. I learned that six months in the game. Like after that, nope, collaborations have to make sense. If not, you can do what you do and I can respect it. And I'm going to do what I do. And hopefully you respect it. If not, that's cool. But, you know, it, it's no hard feelings. It's no love lost. Everything doesn't need a collaboration. That's true. And that's something that I know I've learned you know, trying to, you know, sometimes trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> um, being in this space. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later too about a, a recent situation because you're right. You, and honestly, people reach out to me all the time wanting to be on the show, wanting to come and talk and, you know, maybe promote their, their single or a project that they're working on. And, Sometimes it just doesn't, it's not right. right. I agree with you. It can, every every 
thing is not going to be a yes. Um, and so I respect that. I respect that about being intentional in your creative space, being intentional about the message that you want to deliver to your audience. Because yes, even the people that you have on your show, it represents a piece of your brand. Would you agree? Or I, I want to say yes, because I've always based my brand on authenticity and I'm not, I'm not taking shots or being shady, but for me, how I present myself with the show and my social media presence or whatever is I'm not trying to be a character of myself. Like I'm going to be who I am. And those that really know me and those that know me know that who you hear on the mic is who you are going to see at the bar or see at a restaurant mm-hmm. or see out in the streets and the person that has random thoughts on Twitter is the same thing that you're going to hear me have conversations with my inner circle. So, you know, authenticity is, is huge for me. And then when it comes to the guests, because I feel I can connect, or I would hope to think I can connect with people from all walks of life. So that's why it's like, Hey, if, you know, this person is from this particular sector of the world, you know, have however it is, I feel like there's always a bridge that can be, you know, we can gap the bridge or whatever. But yeah, but I, I definitely agree because certain things I'm like, you know what, <laughs> like, I'll say this. I'm not super serious when it comes to creation. So I'm not going to have a politician on the show because that's just not my brand. Like mm. my brand is easy, breezy, fun, silly. It's not that. I'm not going to have like a lawyer on the show unless I'm trying to get him. <laughs> things like that. It's just like I like to keep things fun and light. So got you. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I really respect about your brand. I respect your hustle, and that's what sets the John Effect podcast apart from all the other podcasts that are out there. So. Please introduce yourself again to the listeners. Let them know where they can find you on social media and where they can listen to your podcast. Okay, so I'm John Salvatore. Presently, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> John Effect X. Now, I will say this. My intention is this to be my last Twitter account. So I'm if I get suspended it's a wrap. It's done. Like I'm literally on my fifth Twitter account. So that's the place you can find me. Um, you can what, be, what is happening? Like, why do you, be, why do you lose your Twitter accounts? They, what, what, what is going on? Okay. So the first time I lost a Twitter account, this is, it was so crazy to me. I had somebody had somebody that was, I guess, D or Z list was from American Idol had some shitty things to say and me being me, I I had saw it on my timeline and I think I called him a bitch. And this was back in <laughs> 2019. No, this was back in 2018. Do you know, I guess you didn't check his Twitter like that. A year later, I got an email saying my account was going to be permanently suspended for hate speech. I was like, are you fucking serious? Are you, a year later. 
A year later, like, nigga, for real? Are you serious? Like, you're really going to report this tweet a year later? Oh, and my then gosh. I thought I was doing something. So I was like, well, I need another Twitter account. So me not thinking, I created a new Twitter account, used the same phone number and email, and... They shut <laughs> yanked, it. They, they yanked it pretty quickly. And then, <laughs> I was like, are you serious? So then, <laughs> not not a child. So they said no, girl. They said no. You're not. <laughs> I was like, "Are you freaking serious?" So then, after that, I this is when I was still on SoundCloud, and I would go from the app and just promote, promote, promote the show. And I guess the algorithm something got because I did three episodes within like a five minute span. They yanked the page. Because they said you were trying to duck permanent suspension. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, okay, are oh, you oh, serious? Oh, wait, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I, yes. wait, maybe I missed something. What happened again? Because I, I heard SoundCloud. So, so I was wait. tweeting links for, for the show from SoundCloud directly to Twitter. And I guess because it was the John Effect podcast, I guess oh, algorithm picked uh, up that, hey, isn't this the John effect that we just suspended months before? So they yanked me for that. Oh, because my they said God. I was trying to avoid permanent suspension, which I mean, that, <laughs> you were trying to avoid. Yes. <laughs> and so let, let me tell you, I was so tight. So after that, I created another Twitter account. And I want to say, had it come this March, it would have been two years. I flew under the radar. But I got two strikes within like six months. And my dumbass, I tweet for some reason you can say nigga in most instances, and the whites can say with the hard ER. I said that's just how gay niggas are because I was it was an exchange with one of my peers from the podcast community, and it got me. I'm like, hello, I'm a queer man. Wait, and for saying gay I, niggas? I said, I said, niggas be gay sometimes. <laughs> and, and they flagged you they, for that? They locked, they shut me down for 12 hours. And then I said oh. something again. I was like, I mean, why are y'all so mad that niggas be gay? Like, come on. And they locked me for that. And then Ooh, the, Twitter just, they don't the like final it. strike, I was talking to Ray. I, me and Ray were tweeting because we tweet all the time. We talk all the time. And I was like, he had said something and I tweeted, smack that bitch down, choke that hoe. Cause I had just watched Girlfriends and it was fresh in my mind. And they got me for that. And they were like, um... this is hate speech. And let me tell you, I appealed that sucker three times. I'm like, this is a song. This is a lyric. <laughs> this is not my original thought. I even included the link from the show and they still yanked my ass. Ooh, wow. You know what? This sounds like my relationship with Instagram because I'm so close to losing my Instagram account because I have been flagged for so much shit on Instagram. Yeah. What are you getting flagged for? Um, I was getting flagged for... Um, I've gotten nudity violations. 
Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I'm only reposting shit that's already on Twitter. I mean, right. or, already on Instagram. Um, like, ass cheek. <clears throat> anything, like, dick print. Like, it's... And, they, and it just kept hitting me. And, I, and it sounds like that's what happened with you. When, when these platforms flag our accounts, it makes everything we do hypersensitive. Yes. And, and then we, and so it's so easy for us to rack up on these violations. Um, and so that's where I'm at with Instagram. And um, it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy out here because I feel like white folks can do what they want, post what they want, be as nude as they want. And and it's like we see this stuff, and it's like we're the ones getting flagged for it. Um, so yeah, on my Instagram now, John, I do not post like I used to have like a whole bunch of raunchy shit on my story, half naked niggas, niggas fine, even women. I would post women being fine, yeah. have you know, just sexiness and just you know, especially after a certain time of the time of the night i was right. you know, kind of turn my turn my story into a little hunger pod after dark to keep the girls entertained because we know what the girls like right we know what the girls want to see and i stopped doing it because I, I kept getting hit with violations so i'm like i'm not doing that shit no more oh, but it's crazy because i see i see butt cheeks on instagram all the time I'm like, all the time it's not been pulled like every day your butt cheeks are on instagram your print. Print. I'm like, okay. I don't post print. I know the girls love to see a good print, and I and I'm and I'm part of the girls. Every now and again, I like to see it too. Right. Even though, I, even though I will say, even with that, John, I'm 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 sort I'm, I'm. It's starting to be a bit much with yeah. these posts and just dick swinging, and it's just to me, it's not even an allure anymore. It's not even. It's like everyone is doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just awkward now to me. Do you like some of these people look awkward in these videos? But um, <laughs> I had to cut it, and you know. But these are the things that we go through as black content creators, and um, so I'm I'm glad to hear that you. So, ho- so hopefully you get to survive on Twitter. We we don't know, but right. That's why I kind of stick to promo, and I don't. I, I, I'm very intentional now because before I'm just like, I'm already random. So being random and then having a, a, a tag of being reckless, it's like, ah, you know, there have been many a times I was like, I'm about to shoot this tweet out. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't send it right now, I'm going to just sit on it and then I'm going to read it back. <laughs> you know what? Nope, not going to send it. Not going not to, um, not going to say things. Just, you know, use a different wording. Like, I'm go. too clever to go for low-hanging fruit. If I'm going to tweet, it, it's going to be something else. So, yeah, I just hopefully not going good. Because, like I said, I don't have a need to make another Twitter account. But I understand social media is also important when it comes to the promotion and speaking. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I'll be honest, if it really was not for the show, I probably would not be on Twitter. I know I would I might be on Instagram, but I definitely be on Twitter. I hear you. And talk to us about, so where can people listen to the show? And I have a question for you about what happened with SoundCloud. Okay, so you can listen to the show, of course, on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, 
Spotify. Those are the three major outlets that the show has the most audience. So, of course, there are other places, but those are the three major ones. Um, but yeah, what was your question about? What's your question about SoundCloud? So yeah, what happened? Because I know, I think you tweeted about this not too long ago. What happened between? What happened on? Oh, it has something to do with the music, right? Okay, so yes and no. So soundcloud i've been on soundcloud that literally like my introduction to podcasts was through soundcloud so i did soundcloud from 2016 through 2021 so this is just a random this is like a red i remember it was a random monday in the summer i was going to do some promo and, and shoot some links out for the show and i realized my SoundCloud wasn't there. So then I called one of my homegirls and said, yo, I know you listen to podcasts on SoundCloud. Is your SoundCloud working? She said, yeah, mine is fine. So then I refreshed my email and had an email from SoundCloud that said that my account was was suspended for violating terms and conditions for hate speech. Oh, and I'm what? Like, what? So, Eric, let me tell you this. So, <laughs> oh my God. They listed the example. So, mind you, this is five years. There were 97 comments on the first half of the email of comments that I tweeted on, or not tweeted, but I, I commented on someone's episode or even my own episodes where I was using the hard ER. But that, that I'm like, I'm using this at not for comedic purposes. I'm using it to be funny and I'm using it to prove a point. I'm not, I'm not using it in a harmful way. You know, it's, it's satire. Right. You're and not I'm like, like are a you white... fucking serious? Yeah. You're not a non-black person being racist. Right. Like I'm a black person because yeah. I'll be honest, the majority of the podcasts I listen to 99% of the podcasts I listen to are black podcasts. Like I don't listen to, white podcast i just mm-hmm. that's not my mm-hmm. so i'm like if this is a and we're having this exchange i was pissed because i'm like i really worked my ass off for five years to build this audience to be on this platform primarily and you took me down for me using the n-word as a black person which i mean of course they don't know that because it's soundcloud but i was pissed um but to answer your question about the music so with my show, I would have like 45 second minute clips for music to kind of segue between the different segments on the show. And again, one day I get an email because I host a show on Anchor. I got an email because um, which Anchor is now Spotify. They were like, you really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So Anchor is now Spotify for podcasters. They were like, you have 31 episodes that have music in it that is not licensed. You have 72 hours to remove the music or the shows are taken down. Oh, shit. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Because with the SoundCloud shows, all of that is long. I mean, I have those episodes on my hard drive, but those episodes are no longer published on the web, so I'm having to start over with the last year, or almost two years. But I'm like, are you serious? So I spent one morning... I want to say six hours. I think I woke up like three o'clock. From from three to nine, I went through those 32 episodes 
and took the music out. Lucky for me, I'm super OCD, so I have a folder on my external hard drive with each episode. So all I had to do was just play the episode, put the episode in my editor, go to where the music goes and slice. It was tedious, but I got it done. But that was another thing because the music was always like kind of like the co-host of the show. So not having yeah. that was like, oh, are you serious? Damn. You'd have been through it on these platforms. I have. I'm like, God damn, damn I, just, John. I, want, I want I want a cakewalk. I wanna I wanna just relax, Ooh. but they're always trying to take shots. Oh, yeah. Taking shots at John. Well, myself and the Hunger Pie family, we are sending you l- creative love, creative thank joy. Thank you. I receive it. I thank you. Because who? Okay. So um and before we move into the next segment. Is there anything coming up for yourself or for the John Effect podcast that you want to plug? The seven-year anniversary episode is at the end of next month. I have an idea for what I'm going to do. It's a vision right now. I just I have to I have to test it out and see if it's going to, if the execution is going to match the vision. But that's pretty much right now what I have. That's kind of what I'm working on behind the scenes of the weekly production on the show. But yeah, that's just that. All right. Well, uh, everybody, John from the John Effect podcast, I will be sure to put his podcast um, contact information in the episode notes, just so you know where to find John. And make sure you follow him on Instagram. And we got to show this brother some love. Thank you got to show this brother some love. And be sure to check out his podcast. I just listened to the last episode of the John Effect podcast. I thought it was really dope. You had Rain from the Carefree Black Nerd podcast, I believe. Yes. Yes, my ace. Shout out to Rain. <laughs> it was a really good podcast. Y'all, y'all make a nice little couple on the microphone. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get into are you hung up or are you hanging up? We're going to talk about some current Twitter trending topics, and you're going to let me and the people know if you're hung up, meaning you're loving it, or if you're hanging up, meaning you cutting that, you cutting it. No, you don't like it. You hanging up. It's a no-go for you. Okay. So let's start out with a little bit of reality TV because I've been watching a lot of reality TV lately. And I will just be honest with you and everyone who's listening. I recently cut the cable. (laughs) I have no more cable. I have been released of cable. (laughs) Bless your heart. I, I couldn't do it. I... I'm, I'm off with, I, I have cable, I have the streaming stuff, I need my cable. Even though I only watch the same, like, five or six channels, I just need to know that it's there. That it's there. And I get it, because of uh, for me, that was a lot of it, um, just knowing it was there. And I love the DVR, because I'm yes. not always home for stuff. But since I cut the cable... Um, just to save some money, I'm trying to, you know, do some things for my YouTube show. So just trying to save some money. Right. Now I'm just, you know, really, I got my YouTube, I got my streaming services, I got my my Peacock. Shout out to Peacock, because Peacock is doing a thing. 
Um, and I got my, like I said, my YouTube. So I've been spending a lot of time watching a lot of reality TV because that's what I have access to now. <laughs> so first show that I wanted to know if you were watching and if you were hung up or if you're hanging up, I know this is their, I believe, fourth season, but I am just getting into Chasing Dallas. And I wanted to know if you're watching this show and if you're hung up or you're hanging up. I am hung up. I've, <laughs> I've been watching Chasing Dallas since season one. Uh, I applaud them what they're doing over there with Chasing Reality. I'll be glad when Atlanta comes back. Uh, I don't really watch. Um, I let me, let me walk it back. I stopped watching Hollywood last summer because it, it was just too much. But I love Chasing Dallas. So you're in a tr- you're in for a treat because you're just coming into this. This cast has been revamped um, over the last two seasons. So I want to say this is the strongest cast that they have because some of the the OGs from the previous cast exhausting. When I say exhausting and draining, mm. not queen galores. It's like. Mm. But this season, this cast, Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Yeah, I'm 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 digging this. I'm watching it. I want to support, you know, what folks are doing. I the show really had me. And then this fight happens. Yes, the fight. And now the fight is kind of being. I don't know. I just feel like the the, the last two episodes, it's like, oh my god. They're gosh. going to probably drag that fight out for about five more episodes. Oh yeah. I feel like they're going to drag this out and it's going to go into the reunion. Yeah. <laughs> How, okay, so you, you, you saw the fight. Do you feel that DeAndre was the instigator and that he was looking for a fight? Yes. Or do you, see, that's, that's I how don't, I feel. I don't, I do not I do not like DeAndre. I think he, Mm. I've met so many DeAndre types in Mm. my time on this planet, especially (laughs) in queer spaces. I do not like that type of person because it's like, why why are you so musty? Like, it's just like, I can't, I can't do, I can't, I, that energy is, is stank. It's stank energy. The energy is stank, and Sean was getting a lot of praise online for reading DeAndre in the last episode. Do you remember? He was, um, Sean was, they were at the brunch, or what was it? It was Lon D. He was throwing some type of brunch or something that he was doing. And Sean really got DeAndre together sitting there on that couch. Um, You know, I just... Look, I know that these shows, I really want to see the guys doing their thing. I like seeing when we get a break from all the drama, how we learned, like we saw in this last episode, we learned a little bit about Kiki. We don't need to bond with everybody over trauma, but I do like seeing them get away from all this drama and give us something, you know, something else. No, I, I definitely agree. That that was a, a, a good place. But we also have to look at it like this. And I feel like they borrowed too much from the established shows 
like the Real Housewives and Married to Medicine, where I'm so tired of hearing storyline, storyline, storyline. I'm so tired of hearing everything as an event. No, those are not events. Y'all niggas was having cocktails and franken <laughs> beans in someone's backyard. That is not an event. Like mm-hmm. that's a kickback. And I I just, and just call that it shit that. pisses me off. And then it's yeah. like keep saying this group, like you guys are not a group of friends. Some of you are friendly, but you're not a group of friends. And you keep saying the group and I'm the nucleus of this group. And it's like, Howard, shut up. Cause you, like you, you want to be this meany type of figure for this show. And that's where you lose me because like, you don't have the constraints of a real network where they're putting these things in place. I, I would love if they were more authentic with their presentation, you know, with how they interact and how they portray themselves on the show. That, that's my only grip. I still love the show, but I would just like it to be more real because it's on YouTube. It's not on Bravo. It's not on VH1. But that's just me splitting hairs. Yeah, and I felt like that moment that Kiki had was a real moment. And so... Right, those are real moments. Those are real moments. And then, you know, them getting into, you know, whether or not they stylists and fashion overs and and, 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 and are the people who they say they are. Like, um, you got... What's his name? Doing the real estate thing. What's his name? Ted Lee. I can't. I, the, the eyebrows, the Beijing is distracting. It's, but it's, I applaud. Yeah. The hustle of the real estate. That's what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. It was like, whoa, we got a little, a little extra going on here. But I thought it was interesting that they brought in a queer man who can represent the real estate. Okay. So let's see, let's see the real estate. Let's see him out in the field. Let's see him doing his stuff. I would like to see see, that though. Yeah. I want to see the people tapping into what they love to do. Kesey, who's really one of my favorites. I love Kesey and I think he is fine. Kesey is fine. fine. (laughs) (laughs) That man is so fine. Um, He be rapping his ass off. I want to see more of him in the studio. I want to see more. Oh, the rap. Let me just say this. The rappers on this show. They be rapping. They be rapping. Yeah, they really do. Absolutely. So I'm hung up as well. I'm I'm hung up and I'm going to stay tuned and um i see what you're saying so chasing reality seems like it's the franchise and then they have a whole bunch underneath chasing atlanta chasing la chasing the beat they have a lot of things underneath so just shout out to black blackness (laughs) showing up in these spaces and creating is we're not going to always get everybody to like it or feel good about it but at the end of the day we talking about it (laughs) <laughs> we here we talking about it so keep doing what y'all doing over there and we're gonna keep watching are you hung up or are you hanging up are you watching the swv and escape show i'm hung up i i am watching candy has grown on me like before i i've always been indifferent on candy as far as her reality TV presence. Like, I don't dislike Candy. I don't necessarily go out for her, but I think she has a good placement. So mm-hmm. she does. I've been I've been enjoying the show. It's hard to look at Tiny and these pitbull eyes 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it a beat. It, Let these people eyes. It's, distra- it's distracting. It's like, but I love I love how she is so country and she's so southern fried. I love that. I love I love her scenes where she just I I can just listen to her talk because it's just like mm-hmm. it's so comforting. But I um I I'm here for it. Like yes. let me just say this. Yes. You couldn't steal my money. <laughs> and, and think Talk that I was going to be it. civil to you and cordial. No. Talk about every it. Every time I see you, it's a, every time I see you, not that eye. It, it's it's yeah. on site and forever. It's on. <laughs> Until you give my money back plus interest. Yes. There is, there is no, no. I'm going to beat your ass every time I see you. So... So it sounds like you feel like Tamika is justified in how she feels about yes. her sister Tasha and her mother as well. They're in on it together. He's the mom. She kicked the mom off some money. You're not going to tell. Allegedly. Oh, oh, she absolutely. She, I she believe knows. that. Mama uh, got some of that money. Mama got some of that did. money. She sure did. That's why when it got down to it, she said, cut the cameras off. Cut the cameras because off. She, because she knows she would you never win when you play dirty. Never. <laughs> and let me tell, let me just let me yes. say this also. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not being shady. I'm not trying to punch down. I'm, I'm just from my perspective and people I've been around. I've never because I was the, I was fully cognizant in the 90s to understand and accept these artists when they were in their prime. Mm-hmm. I never once thought or heard anyone say you know what i would love for somebody from escape to go solo i've never heard that yeah i've never heard that and i think people have to realize it is okay to be in a group it's a there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with being in a group solo does not work for everyone for every justin simberlake for every beyonce there is going to be a Coco and there's going to be a Nicole from the Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. It just don't work yeah. for everybody. It just doesn't. And it's okay. And I think egos mm-hmm. get in the, in the way and it's like, oh, you know, I'm the lead singer. I have the best vocals. Well, the best vocals don't mean that you're going to have the biggest impact because it's more than vocals. Like you have, you're going to be solo. You've got to have the it factor and you have to have the package and yeah. where she's a great singer she does not have solo star presence and I, that was me yeah. when they were when they had broke up originally i was like she want to go solo for what it had nothing to do with how she looked it's just like i just couldn't see her doing interviews on 106 and park or trl it's just like nah, girl, hang that up like just stay with the group yeah. stay, with, stay with the guaranteed check because you're not getting. You're gonna have to pay the label back because you're not gonna. You're not gonna scan gold on Billboard going solo. That's just the truth. And I think a lot of people don't want to see that shit now. Like nobody is really interested in Tasha on a solo project, especially given the light that she is painting herself in on this show. Right. And let me just say this too: I think it's really. I'm honestly, I'm uncomfortable when I'm watching this show seeing Tasha work on a solo deal when the show, the whole show is about the ladies doing a one night concert. And this is where I'm really, I'm really at a loss here because why, why are you working on a solo career 
on a show that's only about one fucking night. One night that these right. ladies are trying to perform a show for one night. Well, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm really struggling. And, I, and, and we see the comments on Twitter. A lot of people are struggling. It, it, it just it, don't make sense. It don't it, make sense. I'm befuddled. I'm like, what are you? We don't want, we don't want none of y'all to go solo. No, we want y'all together. That is in numbers. And then the not wanting, so what really pissed me off, and like I said, I, I've grown to love candy. You can't co-headline? Really? Why? Why? Oh yeah, that, that really moved me in a, in a way. And I'm sitting there thinking like, Candy, what are you doing? Why would you come in here into this meeting and kick it off with this bullshit about, uh, and I can't remember, maybe she didn't kick it off with this. Maybe this was a later topic, but I'm like, y'all finally got Tasha to, I mean, to me, that wasn't an agreement. She's She put her hand in and sort of said in her way that she usually says, we going to see how it go. That's what she always says. Yeah. Y'all finally got Tasha to give you an iota of an agreement. And you want to now <laughs> come in here talking about you don't want a co-headline? Well, then what do you want to do? It's one night, Candy. It's one night. I don't, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, <sighs> it's, it's kind of funny to me that we watching all this drama for one night. We are not, these ladies are not going on tour. Right. That that's, that's <laughs> like, like this isn't like a nationwide or a, a no. This is one night only. One night only in all this drama. Too much no. dip on your chip candy, because if mm-hmm. we're gonna break if we're gonna break it down by the numbers, <laughs> SWV has it's sold more records, right? They yeah. they've sold more records. Yeah. And look, you can you can say that you're a Grammy winner. You are a Grammy winner, not for your music, for songwriting. Exactly. Yes, your songwriting has attributed to the success of other artists, but for your group, Escape, y'all don't have the numbers. You don't have. I don't think SWE has Grammys either, but they have the records. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be this person. And I feel like I always fall in all kind of like coded with the all lives matter type of situation, but it's not that, but it kind of can be misconstrued as that. If we're going to really boil it down in your, in your prime, in your prime, both groups, you didn't have a decade of prominence you had half a decade and two to three albums and i I don't i'm not trying to just diminish them but y'all are are a little in the bigger picture we have in vogue we have TLC. Mm-hmm. We have Destiny's Child. Well, y'all are great. Y'all were not giving us TLC numbers with Grammys. Like, T- mm-hmm. all the checks. TLC, all the checks. Destiny's Child, all the checks. 
so I think some humility could be there because when Coco said, I sold 30 million records, okay, but did you, but do you have a diamond out? Because when they say records, that's across singles, that's across albums. I right. I, I look at stats and, and charts because and placements and where you guys were solid, if in the bigger picture, you guys were in the middle. As far as R&B music, where you are impactful, everyone has some impact. Everyone has impact, yeah. let's not act as if you were the highest selling or the biggest act, because I I don't remember seeing many live performances outside of the urban market. You guys were urban artists, which are great for our community, but did you have the crossover appeal? Not that that's you know something a part of the rubric but it kind of okay. is because tlc blackity blackity black they took it to a whole other level and then and nobody yeah. in that group can sing yeah the first song i thought about was um i'm pretty right cannot sing but that and that kind of just proves the point i was just saying it doesn't take vocals to sell records because mm-hmm. And Rosanda loved them. Impact, <laughs> which y'all are no singers. Right. No one's vocalists. It'll be interesting to see how this pans out. I think Candy is confusing Escape's social media presence because two members in particular, Candy and... um. What's Tia's wife's name? What's what's Tamika Tiny? Tamika Tiny. That's this liquor hitting me. I'm starting to forget shit. <laughs> because these two ladies have, you know, built a big fan base off of reality TV. I think that is what's got them confused, thinking they got yeah. a whole bunch of fans. And and why they think they should be ahead or 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 being the headliner of the show and making SWV the co-headliner. But I would it makes total sense for these ladies to just co-headline together. We want to see y'all go ahead and sing. Put on the put on the damn concert that right. we are all waiting for. We have been waiting for before we get sick and tired of all y'all shit. Okay. So I'm I'm hung up because we want to see these ladies, these legends get the check, get the notoriety and and all the things, all the flowers and everything that they deserve. But the drama, I'm hanging up. We we can we can move past that. We can get beyond that, Tasha, right. girl. So, you know, we're watching a show that has been produced and edited when in today's time reality, Tasha's going around promoting her, her solo album already. So we don't really have to guess or try to be like, I wonder what's going <laughs> to happen. We already know what Tasha's decision ends up being, but I right. guess we'll see how this unfolds on the show. We will be watching. Right. Um, let's wrap up the reality TV questions. Cause I have some other trending topic questions for you before we close out real quick. I wanted to get your opinion on Queens court. Are you hung up or are you hanging up? The ladies, who we got? We got so Evelyn okay. over there. Who else over there? Uh, so it's Nivia, Tammy, Nivia, no, yes. Nivia, Evelyn, and Tamar. 
So yes, this is split. Mm-hmm. I am hung up on Nivea. Nivea is my. I love Nivea. I love Holly She's Robinson. So funny. Her husband. <laughs> oh so I'm, I'm hung, yes. I love them. Yes. I'm hung up for them. I'm hanging up on Tamar, and I'm hanging up on Evan. <laughs> Are yeah. you hanging them to because they're gonna end up now? I'll be all honest, I am only like two episodes in. I'm not sure where the season is. Um, but I'm only two episodes in, and I can already see that Evelyn and Tamar they falling for these white men. Yeah, they falling for the white men, which I mean, look, and, and while we're on the topic, let me just say this because the whole interracial thing has been a really hot topic these past few weeks, especially on Twitter. Um, I'll say this, because a few people have DM me and asked me where I stand. Uh-huh. I, for me, I really, it, it doesn't, you love who you love. In a world that we live in, wherever you can find love, and that will come in all different sorts and shapes and sizes and and genders and all different types of things. If you can find pure love, that's what's important. That's what matters to me, pure love. What's not cool is when race is involved and that's why you with that person. To me, that's not pure love. Yes. And that's really problematic. If you're a black man or, or, or if you're a black person and you're with someone white, and your reason for being with that white person is because black men this and black women that and black people, that's a problem. If you're a white person and you're with someone black because of a fetish or because, okay, you understand what I'm saying? That's a problem. Eric, let let, let me jump in real quick. Please jump in. you hit the nail on the head. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm always transparent. I was getting to know and chatting with my first white guy, like my first white guy where I'm like, I'm going to get to see what's up. This was, I want to say the end of last year. And initially it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then like, he would have like things to say. And I, I it wasn't intentional. It, it just would come out mm-hmm. and it was very all lives matter. Oh shit! I'm like, see, I I had to ask him. So, I think if I can, if I continue to possibly entertain white men, I'm going. And I asked him. I said, "So, do you only date black men?" And then my follow up was, because he said yes, he he only dates black men. So I said, "Do you date black men that date whoever, or do you date black men that exclusively?" date white men and he was like i've never been asked that question before Mm. and that told me everything that i needed to know by you know interacting for like six weeks that he wants to have the pleasures and the bountiful physicalness of Mm -hmm. the black Mm -hmm. man but can't understand or come out of his privilege to realize the black experience yeah. is completely different than yes. the white experience. And yes. that is when I had to be like, you know what? I can't do this. Anymore. I, mm. I can't go down this path because 
you're not, you're making comments and I'm telling you about living as a black person and how it it's not even playing field. And your response is everything shouldn't always be about race. Well, mm, no, see, yeah, it's that's, easy that's, for you to say mm, that because you're exactly, white. Exactly, out of your white well, I'm mouth. gay too. I, mm-hmm. So what? That's like you say, it's completely a completely different. And I and I I think about that often. I'm like, do white people? And I, I don't think they do realize that we literally have a totally different experience than they do. Like we, exactly. it's like we live in a completely that. different That's, world. Right. So, Queen's Court. I want to say I'm hung up on Nivea because she is so funny. She is hilarious. And I really am rooting for her. Um, to me, she's the realest one. She's honest on the show. She's raw, and I love her energy. And she just she just keep me rolling. The the faces that she be making and the little comments that she make. I feel like I'm watching the show, and I'm like, yo, Nivea is stacking these niggas up. Like she want him, 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 and. It's no joke about it because she's making it very well known. She like, oh, I like all these niggas. This is too much. Like, it's right. just too much. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> if I was on a show like that, it would be too much. Y'all would see me being a hoe. Y'all would see me being a hoe. John, would you be able to handle all that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I I I, I, I would try. Not I to be would. I would have. Okay, so let me just say this. I would. Have, <laughs> <laughs> because I have to think about the optics. I feel that while part. The are rolling, I'm going to have restraint. Gotta be a lady but when yeah. those cameras go. Down, <laughs> it's like it's like okay, NC17. But while the cameras are rolling, are okay. PG13. But yeah, I I don't know how I would be able to. It's a lot. Would you ever go on a dating show, or would you ever do? A dating I, situation like that where, you know, you just have so many options and you just gotta, you gotta cancel them out. Would you be able to be I in a situation like this? Would, it would be, if I were to do it, I would want to do it with one of my single friends. I, I, I wouldn't just want to just be myself. I would want to do it as a pair. Mm. Um, it would be more so Queen's Court than Bobby, I Love You, because like I oh, want uh, class in the... Not that, that I'm being... Show. I know I, I, I <laughs> have elitist tendencies. I just wouldn't mm. want it to be... I'd want it to be grounded in reality because I would want professionals. I, I, just, I wouldn't... I mean, I'm open to... And, whatever but i it just would have to have a certain level of quality not just niggas that want to fuck off camera and just be on tv just be on tv like i would yeah, go in that situation ultimately open to being in a relationship yeah i agree with you 110 percent. i will be down with it but it would have to be real like it would have to be a real thing and i would want to do it with some i think with your friends would actually make it more fun because I will yeah. say, even though I know some people have problems with Evelyn individual on an individual level and, and as well as Tamar, the three of them together, I will say I am enjoying that as a, as a show, the mm-hmm. three of these ladies together interacting 
as you know I, I don't think they were friends before this but on the show they're being very friendly and right. just you know looking for love and also being open to date these men you know just because you know Evelyn she would go on a date with one of the guys and then Nivia would date that same guy and I was like actually like that's not a bad idea and it kind of lends itself into this conversation that Tony and I had I'm sorry hey Tony hey Tony we had on the YouTube show which was kind of like as a friend you could meet someone and maybe they're not for you let your friend date that person. Why don't you recommend that person to a friend or something like that? And so that kind of reminded me of that on this show. So you know what, John? We need we need a king's court. Um, how about me, friend. you, and we need a third. And four. We, so let's okay. You want to so do four? Me, you, Tony, and mm-hmm. Rain. Oh, and who? Who we get? We Zeus? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What if I they come with the? What, what if the price so is right? <laughs> I, no, I, no. You're like Zeus, no, no, no. I would say either Bravo or E. Okay. Is well, I would even say maybe even a Netflix or like a Hulu, but okay, no, gotcha, gotcha. not no damn Zeus. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's funny. Well, if anyone's listening, here we are, King's Court. We are ready and we're going to be suited and booted and we'll give you a good, a good show. Yeah, I'm telling you, that would show. be a good show. That would be a good show. <laughs> different personality. Yes. It would just be fun. It would be. It would be. Okay, so... We have been like I, I really just enjoyed talking with you, and I hope everyone listening is also enjoying this as well. You know, a lot of my topics are really like serious on this podcast, so I always enjoy when I can just kick back and, and shoot the shit. So I just have a few more. Let's get out of re- reality TV, okay? And I want to, and we can move quickly through these. Um, let me start with this. Earlier this week, I tweeted out, which honestly was a read to myself. People, I, I'm glad that people relate and find, because, you know, I am a life coach. So I do try to tweet things that can be helpful to other people. But really, yeah, I'll be reading myself. Um, and other people just be liking it. <laughs> I tweeted, you don't have to have it all together, quote unquote, have it all together to be deserving of a relationship or partnership. Right. And again, it was really a read to myself because I really have recently found myself in this place of like, Eric, you have been single for a really long time. And I know that you keep saying to yourself and everybody else who asks you about your love life that, oh, I'm working on me right now. You know how everybody be. Oh, I'm just, I'm focused on me right now. I'm working on me. <laughs> and I get it. I'm laughing because you, you know, we really be doing that. I'm yeah. laughing, you know, be, also because it's just funny because that's what, it seems like that's what everybody says, you know, while they're single, that they're, they're working on themselves right now. And it got to a point where it was like, all right, bitch, okay, but you're not getting any younger. You've been single for six years, seven years, eight years, 
as I interview and talk to and I meet other queer blacks and same gender loving black men, people saying the same thing. Oh, I've been single seven, eight, nine years. It's yeah. like we're so I'm like, wait, when does it get to a point where we're depriving ourselves of having someone there in our life to hold our hand through this shit? Cause this shit is horrid. <laughs> life is not easy. And, and being black and queer is no cakewalk. When does it get to a point where we're depriving ourselves of having someone to walk through life with you? And it's no longer just, Oh, I'm just working on myself. I'm just trying to focus on me right now and make sure I'm the best that I can be when I enter into a relationship, maybe I don't have to be the best. What are, what are your thoughts? Are you hung up or are you hanging up? Um, um, I'm hung up. So I've been single, like officially single. Like I've not been someone's boyfriend since December of 2014. Of course, you know, I've met guys, dates, and nothing ever happens. My approach is a slightly different in the aspect that I took my downtime after a bad breakup after almost five years. I had my time period to really work on myself because I, I lost myself in a relation, that relationship. So I did that working on myself. And from that, I just evolved as a person. And I feel like as humans, as, you know, people in the world, the citizens of the world, were always constantly evolving. So I, I don't think I've ever used, I'm working on myself, mm. and that's why I'm not dating. It's just, the pickings are slim. Mm -hmm. When I tell you dating has been so, from 14 up until now, so this is nine years, the dating scene is completely different. Like, I remember the last time I was on the market um, of dating prior to my last relationship. So that was like, let's say 2009, 2010. Prior to that, from the 90s, I was a serial dater. Like I have had the luxury and the pleasure of having several committed relationships. And I think with the advent of the app, I don't even want to say the app because even prior to the app, we had our Adam for Adams, we had our BGCs. Mm -hmm. You know, I navigated those spaces and was able to snag boyfriends off of that for long periods of time. So I don't know if it's that, but something it, it, it's too much access and too many mm -hmm. options, and maybe mm -hmm. everyone is maybe wanting to wait for the next best thing instead of investing. And I'm a huge proponent for not putting all of your eggs in one basket, but I just feel like the dating scene is so different, which of course things are going to be different, but it, it doesn't even mirror how it was 10, 15 years ago. And I think that is the hugest obstacle for me when it comes to dating. And it's like, I do not want to lose myself again because that that's the thing. And then I don't have the bandwidth to like, go through oh this is a situationship oh we do everything that people in a relationship do but we don't claim each other and it's like no i'm a traditionalist like 
I'm not trying to rush into anything. I'm all for laying down the, the groundwork and framework to ultimately get into a relationship. And I just feel like people don't want that. They want to go zero to 100. And it's like either, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mm. be your boyfriend tomorrow. I, I would like to get to know you. I, I want to know more than, you know, the basics. It's like it's too, either too much or not enough. Right. It's too, it's never a, and then <laughs> a lot of niggas are not well adjusted. Hmm. And it's like, Mm. I, I don't know if I I don't I don't have I don't have the equipment to to, <laughs> to tackle that because I'm like Ugh. you know you really brought up something a really important um, thought there and, and to me it, it reminds me of when you so when you were talking about guys waiting or expecting what's next waiting for what's next it reminds me of something i call it the swipe effect and i agree with you in that social media or and or dating apps really created this quote-unquote swipe effect where because there's so much access and we can see how many people are out there it's it's like this I think of it as like Tinder, where you just swipe and swipe and swipe in until you get to the next best thing. And I do think that that has manifested itself in many different types of ways in dating and in our relationships. And I would love to unpack that. And, and we, we have to talk about that, make that a, a podcast topic. Okay. Something else you said was we are constantly evolving. And I really fucks with that because that goes back to my whole point how we put ourselves on hold for a relationship until we quote unquote get it together well because we're constantly evolving that needle is constantly moving mm -hmm. so when do we get it together <laughs> when when do you finally say look at the mirror and say okay i'm whole i'm ready and and I'm ready for this relationship, or is that constantly evolving and constantly changing, just like we are as people and as individuals? Before you know it, five years, eight years, 10 years have passed. I have talked to people that have been single for 20 years. And you know, these are people who are oh. older and more in their senior ages. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying that you meet people who are seniors who have been single for we're talking double digits, and you just wonder. Um, how long do we really hold off on ourselves and, and, and keep ourselves? So I really want the people listening to really think about that, to really, if you're one of those people who said, I'm going to wait until I get it together. When is your, when is your marker? When do you say, okay, I have it together enough to where I can put myself out there. You're not going to have it all together is the point that we're trying to make here. We're not going to be perfect. Things are going to happen in our lives. There's something that's going to happen six months from now. Something's going to happen a year from now, five years from now, that I'm not expecting to happen. And it could shake my life. It could turn my life upside down. Guess what? Sitting here today, I don't know that. And I, I can't control that. But what I can control is what I'm experiencing today 
and what I choose to experience. And so, you know, I get it. Like you said, sometimes you really do have to step away, do some healing. Sometimes you really have to step away and go to therapy and get your shit together before you enter into a relationship. Right. Some of that work is really needed, but I just don't want us to hold off on ourselves longer than what we really have to. Give yourself a chance to love again. That's all what we're saying here. And so, my God, talking to you is just so easy. I could just talk to you all night, John. But we have to wrap this up because you got a life and you got other shit going on. Let's wrap this up. My last and final, are you hung up? Are you hanging up? Is a little bit more personal, brings it home. Recently on Twitter, specifically, we've seen a lot of drama with creators, podcasts, comedians, different artists. And I want to get your opinion about it. I'm trying to think. So I know recently Samson got pulled out there on some transphobia. We had these two guys who seemingly appeared to be femme or femme adjacent. Bush queens. Bush queens. Out the back door. And that's okay. okay. And that's okay. Shout out. I love, Bush I love queen. I'm all I in it. I love it. Men. I yes. love feminine men. I love men. But they were like trash talking femmes. Really, the call is coming from inside the house, Casey Becker. Sit your ass down. I, the call is I coming couldn't from, get past that. It's in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, it's in the kitchen. Y'all are fishy. It's okay. But y'all punch it down on other... I think what's great about being a man mm-hmm. is that you can have masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. like coexist. Women and, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's the but thing I know about you're, you're, yeah. mm-hmm. it knows no gender, like, right, right. It's like, I mean, I and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but or not a hypocrite, but I don't, I don't want to sound shitty, but you know, people have preferences, but that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Yeah. But this wasn't that, this was y'all are on some mean girl. Shit. And I cannot, I don't like mean girls when they're girls. I don't like them when they're men. I just don't like that mean, mean behavior. Like that's yeah. not, a, like go to hell with that shit. Like, yeah. So they, yeah. So they were called out. Brandon Lee had Twitter on fire for like it was four days. And then, and then some. I will say this. He deserved it. Like. What the, what those other two queens were doing? That's one thing. Like that's 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 catty. We expect that. Like uh, everyone falls in their archetype. But what Big Chops McGraw was doing something you know completely different. And <laughs> I, I'm gonna use that for him because he's a shitty person. Like I'm not body shaming. That's not my 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 my, my mo. But when you have someone that has vile behavior and rhetoric. I'm going in the gutter. Like I, no. I don't care. Like you, you have some nerve. You have the unmitigated gall, and then not only were you doubling down, you were tripling. Like mm-hmm. he was standing in that shit, and he, he really did. He was doing something with mm-hmm. some. Like I read some of those tweets. I'm like, oh my god. Like you really are serious. I, I bet you love this attention because. Your normal content ain't doing it, but I'm not splitting hairs. But I was like, 
Are you serious? Like, really? Do you it know was, how dangerous some of these tweets it's are? So dangerous. Somebody is gonna run up on him. And people were in the tweets saying that, like, people were threatening him. Um, I He's saw I'm pressing charges type of. But it's just like no, you're out here responding to people saying stuff like, "Why you mad? Because you diseased." Like when I was seeing him tweet stuff like that. I mean, the yes. original tweet was bad enough, but like you said, when I saw him like doubling down and tripling down, and then responding to people, black you know, positive people in our community the way that he was doing it. I was like, oh no, like this is not, this is screaming a mental health professional needs to get involved and I'm going to exit. I don't want to, I don't want to be around this. I blocked them. You know, Brandon was on the show about a year and some change ago. Took that episode down. She ended up posting me and was like, y'all go listen to my podcast on my former friend's podcast before he takes it down. No, girl, she was already gone. She was oh, already gone. Wait, ooh, I... Ooh. You didn't see that? Where he... Them apple, apple turnovers were burnt. I... Oh. I went straight to SoundCloud and took that down with the quickness because I... I well, with the original tweet... People were because I'm I'm not on Twitter a whole whole lot. How I knew about it was because I was getting mentioned by other people because people were tracking who was following him mm-hmm. and basically saying if you don't, be, you know you know how the Twitter girls are like you're complicit yeah. if you're not against it if you don't speak right. up and say something people assume that you're that you're going with it and so. I did what I needed to do, not just because of that, but because I'm not with that shit. I'm not with that shit. And so it sounds like you're hanging up on all this social media drama. Oh, yeah. Hang you up. know, John, you are a veteran. I told you this in the beginning. You're a veteran in this podcast world. Wrap this episode up with your thoughts to the people listening about the risk. What are your thoughts around accountability, responsibility, if any, when you decide to put your mouth on a microphone. Or, in that case, tweeting out whatever it is you want to say. Where <laughs> I say it's free speech, right? for expression and conveying whatever message you want to. Be prepared for people to not agree with you Be prepared to be fighting for your life in a comment section. Be prepared for someone to run you the fade. Where again, you have every right to express yourself, but it doesn't cost anything to be kind. Mm -hmm. There is one thing for colorful commentary. There is something different for being vile and being mean-spirited. And another thing is, let the comedy, let the comedians do the comedy. I think everyone thinks, oh, this is funny. And it's like, no, it's, it's not. It's, it, you mm-hmm. think it's funny because you put a gift from Housewives, but it's not funny. It's just like, Ugh. but yes, where you know you can say what you want to say, be prepared. Because people will knock on that ass. Oh, and hard. Okay. <laughs> like you have got to be prepared. You've got yeah. to know. You need to prepare yourself 
for the wrath that will come yeah. because if you say certain things to certain subsets, it's on. It's and on. You can't and back from that. You're not, you can't yeah. walk that back and think, okay. Even if you, know, you apologize. No. And this is what people have to understand is that people don't have to accept your apology. Right. You know, it's still right for you to do it. You should still absolutely do it. But it doesn't mean that people have to accept it. Right. Mm -mm. I hear your apology. It's still fuck you. Bye. Yeah. But yeah, no, that that, that is my... Mm -hmm. And be careful with your words. Like, and my thing is, and, and my last thing, every opinion you have doesn't need to be shared publicly. It's okay to have these thoughts or views or expressions. Keep it in a group chat. Keep it in a group chat where hopefully it's a safe space because once you leave the confines of the group chat, it's on a public domain. Anything goes. Yep. And, and people get in your trouble. And people get in trouble because they want to open their mouth. People get in trouble. They like to talk about all the things they don't like. Right. And their preferences. Look, everything doesn't need to be shared. How about we talk more about, we could talk more about what we do like. Right. It don't always have to be a negative. Like you said, let's try to keep it positive. And um, let's be considerate of other people and, and show some empathy. So... This has been John from the John Effect Podcast. Hunger Pod, if y'all don't already know, the John Effect Podcast is a podcast from the perspective of a 30-something Afro-Cuban, light but informative, filter-free approach to pop culture, current events, and social issues. John, thank you for diving into the Hunger Podcast. Thank you. Finally, I met Mama. I'm going on the podcast. <laughs> and um, we got to do this again. I, I, I see this being like a reoccurring thing. Me and you just got we got we got stuff to talk about. We got stuff to talk about. So we do. We got. And I'm we, here for it. Just let me know, <laughs> and we can work it out. Because I'm here for it. I'm. A, I am hung up. Yes. <laughs> love it and I'm so hung up on you thank you for taking the time with me you gave me an hour and a half of your evening and this was such a good podcast I think everyone listening is going to love this and um, I want you to have a good night John and I'm sure I will talk to you soon alright bye <laughs> bye <laughs>